0: We live in a world where language and communication have become politically correct. We say, bullshit. This is In the Trenches. We talk about what we want, how we want, how we want real and raw, from the military to veterans, society, spiritual government education and everything in between we're having real discussions about it all let's do this this is in the trenches and now your host joss young (laughs)
1: so up in the trenches. Hey, listen, this is your host, Jassim. And guess what? Of course, and like always, I have my very lovely co-host, Misunderstood. So what's going on, Misunderstood? How are you doing this day?
2: Oh, I am like, what up, what up, what up? All like, I'm right.
1: always... <laughs> That's That's what I like to hear. And guess what? Today we have a very special guest that came back a very very special guest now this special guest is a, a TEDx speaker or uh, if you, some of y'all might not know what that is as a TEDx speaker and a certified mind valley high performance mindset and business coach this individual is an author and a media ceo and who empowers women coaches authors speakers and also an expert To amplify their impact and influence hey listen this individual this guest is hot and when i say hot i don't mean just the work that this individual does but i'm saying i mean hot on the eyes hey but hey this special guest is no other than queen chi how you doing queen chi
3: what's up Josim and misunderstood thank you so much for having me back i am doing
2: wonderful
1: all right well i'm so glad that you are here i know misunderstood is happy that you're here you know she got to get her little water together you know make sure to quench her thirst because i know she's gonna be hitting all kind of little stuff out there on today's topic well today's topic hey listen this is part two of sorry parents raising sorry kids, but guess what we're going to be actually talking about in part two is privileged kids are privileged kids. Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? And this topic is one of those where, you know, you have privileged kids who, who feel like they can't, I won't do anything because of what their parents have instilled in them or taught them. And that end up becoming a disrespect to not just their parents, but disrespecting to others. So any of you ladies, love you ladies, y'all can jump in on this because I know I have seen too many privileged kids that are running around here saying what they're not going to do and won't do, but they want handouts for not doing anything. What y'all take?
2: Wow as it's like completely silent. Because
1: I'm like, should I say something? All right. Don't speak on it. Don't, Let me don't speak up. Like the, like they say, don't be screwed. I gotta
2: see, I gotta say it because I kind of lived like a privileged I I I, I was a privileged
1: kid I growing can tell up. because 'cause you're doing that little stuttering over there. You want to hear that somebody about to come out either with a lie or they trying to fess up, don't want to fess up the whole mean, truth.
2: I'm just. do you understand? Because that's what I was sitting there thinking as you were saying what you said. I think it then, because it did end up turning out to be that way. Because within all of the privilege that you get, you don't learn hard work. You don't learn perseverance. You don't learn that that win or less type of outcome. You don't, that tenacity to keep going. You know what I mean? Like you, you, when you're privileged, you kind of, I don't want to say that you expect it to happen, but if it doesn't happen, it's all right because something else will happen. And then it's like, you know, it's like, I realized that one of my biggest problems growing up was that I was always okay. And that if I wasn't okay, I could call my parents and I could be okay. So when it came down to getting really tough and like down to the dirt, like even with studying, like everything, you could tell like the kid that came from nothing that didn't have anything, his mindset was different. Like we was ready to party. He was still trying to do his work. You know what I mean? Like like we were on scholarship or we had our parents paying our tuition but this kid worked very hard to get here, so he worked really hard. You know what I mean? Like, he was a, he was a completely different person, but I guess when you think of it like that, it falls back off of privilege.
0: Cool.
1: Right? Right. I mean, I, if you I,
2: honest, if I mean, no, need-
1: no, I agree with you. Totally. Because, <laughs> you know, if you elevate the word privileged kids, let's look at it like like, what's going on with Donald Trump? No matter what wrong he does, everybody is not going to put that belt on his ass to get that ass whipping that he needs and he hasn't never gotten for so long.
2: Well, see, I don't know. I can't put me and Donald Trump in the same category. And <laughs> I, you lost me. I'm like, right, what? What? Donald Trump? Wait a minute. That's not no. that damn. They so hard. Like I can't. But, have but, to but, but if I'm you're looking at the word
1: privilege, you know, and the mentality of the other kids on that level of I'm I'm privileged to do this and that, and I don't feel like I should be held accountable for my actions or held responsible for anything. It should just be given. So that's why I use Trump as one of them because he's the biggest privileged spoil brat there's out there on the higher scale on the lower scale yes i understand what you're saying i don't know queen you kind of quiet over there like a church mouse pissing on cotton come on talk to
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> i agree that there is levels to this right because i like to consider myself <laughs> privileged growing up like we we grew, I grew up in the inner city of Chicago and we had some ghetto moments, but I always consider myself like Regine, you know, from um Living Singles. <laughs> like I grew up in the hood, but I'm not hood, right? Unless I have to be hood, right? But on the other side of privilege, like my mom made sure that I had the stuff that I needed, and um, she sent me on trips and different things like that. So I had culture and, and different experiences. But she also was a single mom. So I had a lot of responsibility to take care of my younger sisters. I was a latchkey kid, you know, all of these different things that I had to also buckle down and make sure that I had to understand and get done. Right. Because I was her proxy when she was at work and doing different things and I had to learn how to take care of business. Plus my mama did not play about (laughs) education. So I was
1: always
3: (laughs) top of the line as far as education, head of my class, all those different things. But I fast forward because of that privilege and because my mama always stayed on my butt when I went to college I went to an Ivy League school on a full scholarship. I completely blew it because I had never experienced freedom before. Like, I did not move, think, breathe without my mother's permission. She told me everything to do, how to do it, when to do it. I did not have an opinion, I did not have a voice, I did not have. A real identity outside of the sunshine, which was Leisha, my mother, right? And so when I got on my own, I was like, wait, ain't nobody here to tell you what to do? You can do whatever you want? There's nobody here to make you go to school and class? Oh, I'm smart. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to roll in there every now and again, and I'm going to catch up. It don't work like that. Okay. They was like, you know, thank you for your time, your first year. We're going to see you right here with your mama. Okay. Because you're not ready for this experience. And I wasn't. So privilege can mess you up. It really can. There has to be a balance. And then, even with our children, like we have four children, me, my husband and I. And because we're from the inner city of Chicago, now my husband, you know, he, who, he had the hood experience and all that stuff, right? And we didn't want our kids to have that. So we didn't raise them in Chicago. We raised them in Virginia because we were a military family. And even after my husband got out of the military, we stayed in Virginia because it is safer. You know, the school systems are better. You know, it's this um, upper class suburban experience. But my kids know that we're from Chicago. So even though they are Virginian, Okay. They swear they Chicago hood, okay? You cannot tell them they not gangster. They you, ain't never been to the ghetto. Ga- I, I never had I
1: ghetto. the same issue with my kids as well, thinking that they hood <laughs> and they grew up privileged because they think they from Third Ward in Houston. I'm like, it don't work that way.
3: It don't. You're not, you're not good <laughs> by association, okay? No, you no, no. You don't know this no. life, okay? Uh, uh, and you, no, don't you gotta want get your hands
1: notice. dirty. You gotta get your hands dirty. <laughs>
2: but we see that, but we we, what they see and what they applaud and what the story comes from and when you're watching people like on the draft <laughs> and everything, they all have a rags to riches type of story. And when you're sitting privileged, you don't have that right. You know, that's like when people start talking about what they've been through. I've been raped seven times. And da, da, and I'm thinking, damn, okay. Maybe I need to call my mom. Like, mm-hmm. mom, it wasn't that bad. Never. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? And then that comes into a form of privilege because, like you said, you just said it a big, And Queen Jesus said it too. What we live as children, we make a conscious effort to not put our children through, which then allows them to see what privilege looks like. Because even if we can't, we're going to do it anyway. You know what I mean? Like kids in gymnastics. Why? Because you remember playing on the steps and shit, <laughs> I give it, going up and down 12, flights like, the steps, like this was gym. So now you, you paying extra money to put your, your child in gymnastics, just to say, stay in gymnastics, not just playing around on the, on the step, you know, but like we make these, like, like y'all just said, like, and, and it's sad because I was that kid. But I didn't even meet, like, I didn't see real Black people until I went to college. Like, seriously, only Black people I knew were my cousins and stuff, my family. My parents made it a point to let it be known, these are your family, and you can't choose your family. Like, she used to always say that, so they are who they are, and you we accept them for who they are and everything. But my family knew, one. Don't bring no hood, don't bring no ba- no bullshit to the house. Yeah. Cuz my mom wasn't going for it. You that's, know what I mean? She had already set it up. Mm-hmm. But then the, my cousins now, my cousins love me so much now and they hated me when I was growing up. Because my mom tried to make it seem like we were so, you know, set apart. We were so mm-hmm. different. And so when I Started like you said, going to college, and I made my own. Wait a minute, you mean she's not here? Even though my mom called me like every day, so I was like 23, every day, early in the morning. Wow, and 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 a lot of the times it was just to cuss me out, say what she wanted to say, and then hang up. I'd be like,
1: That's because she missed her baby.
2: Is that well, whatever you want to say, and I figured it was privilege <laughs> because. There was privilege because I know so many people now that let their moms go to voicemail, stuff like that. Like I never would have imagined putting my mom in a voicemail. You know, I I break my neck just to answer the phone. And then Monday, my boyfriend asked me, she said, she wake you up like that every morning? And you, you just answer the phone like you're prepared for the Uh-oh. cussing out?
1: Be careful! You telling on yourself. Your boyfriend asked you that in the morning, so he was there in the morning. Come on now!
2: This hey, is what baby. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I was all the way grown now. I'm sorry. I didn't graduated from I didn't graduated from college and came back from that whole experience. And now this is how it's still happening. That's why I said so. We went from privileged child to, you know, what ends up happening in that is. They're privileged. They always have, like you said, what you call it, a muse. Like We're always that project. We are what they want us to be. Nothing else. I never thought for myself. There was no need to think for myself. You ask me a question, I'm calling my mom. Because it's like, I can't really do it unless she gives the permission to do it. That's why yeah. when I went to college, I probably ran a month, too.
1: So let me ask you this. Now, I know, no. for, I know Queen Chi said privilege in regards to uh, relating to situations where people or kids are not being taught, you know, key things, you know, as they're growing up. Now, when it comes to privilege, now, like for, for my daughters, I had them exposed like like what your mother did with you, uh, misunderstood in regards to having them see and do different things from judo to to all types of stuff but it was more for exposure simply because of our culture and being able to have that communication to speak with other people that doesn't that don't look like us on that type of level so it wasn't I don't, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't look at it as the privilege where they're snobby and stuck up because with, in our, well, my situation with our daughters, they had to work. They had chores. You, I taught them how to cook. You can get your butt in there. You're going to cook. You're going to help. You're going to clean your room. White glove. Quincy, you know, white glove cleaning. If it ain't clean, I'm tearing it up. You got to start all over again. Uh, and I taught them how to have the mind of want to be their own woman, not to work for someone else. So I had to drag them through the mud and the dirt so they don't get that mentality. But at the same time, I didn't want them to have the The stigmatism that society, which is not us, of saying that being from the hood where I grew up is not a negative and bad thing. It's a good thing because it's teaching you survival skills and how to handle the world.
3: And I love that. Um, As long as it was stuff that they actually wanted to do, right? Because a lot of times us (laughs) as parents, we so busy trying to make sure our kids have exposure so we look good as parents because my kid's not ghetto because they do this, this, that, this, and the third, right? I
1: didn't care what folks thought of me. They I play tennis, they, you know, your,
3: your child playing <laughs> basketball and, and football, my child plays tennis and croquette, whatever, you know, that type of stuff.
1: Nah, I Man, wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> care about nobody's thoughts and feelings. I was just making sure they were you know being exposed so then if they go into business like you they can speak and talk to different people on different levels different age groups you know like i want one of them to learn how to play golf so then you can learn how to conduct business on a golf course and not in a boardroom you know so that type of exposure
3: yeah i understand um yeah but most parents not you (laughs) But most parents, it's it's for, you know, for a show. They don't really care necessarily about that. They care about the imagery of it. And they don't even explain to their child, like you said, I want you to learn how to play golf because it's going to open up XYZ opportunities because that's Mm -hmm. where million-dollar, billion-dollar deals are discussed and made on the golf course, not the way you think they're made, like they show on TV, That's not really how it's done in the upper levels, right? And if you don't have this skill set, then you're not even in the world to even be considered to play in the game of business, life, big money, right? Correct. But a lot of parents don't have these conversations of comprehension of why I am exposing you to a certain thing, why I'm putting you in a certain thing, why I'm restricting a certain thing from you I know when my growing up, my mom was like, just do as I say. Mm, that that you couldn't it. ask. There was no ask why. My mom was from Mississippi, okay? Mm. There was no asking no why. You don't have no opinion. You don't, you don't ask no questions. You just do as you are told. Kids are seen and not heard
1: that's that southern way. Don't
3: breathe. Don't. I know you ain't smacking it's your lips. So you're sucking your cutting teeth. cutting your eyes. Nothing. Okay. No. No That's, thing. You okay. You did not
1: be humming. You
2: sure did not. No. You bet not, be not hum. That's the worst. You know you can get your head knocked off your neck for humming. <laughs>
0: okay. Like.
2: Especially look. at the
1: table. But
2: are you.
1: And hey, you did not slam nothing when you putting something down or putting something
2: up. Exactly. Uh-uh. Exactly. I couldn't even walk hard. I I couldn't walk hard. I had a problem. I used to walk. I used to have to walk up and down the steps like five or six times. Do it again. Do it one more time. Do what I can. I'm like, oh, God. like I don't understand. Like, and then you want to do it with a smile. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be mad. You done made make me walk up this steps five fucking times. You know I'm mad right now, right? Like, i just smiling. I was a good morning. I couldn't say good morning the right way. Like, what's the matter with you? It's not a good morning? Try it again. But, good morning. Like, it was so corny after a while. It's like, so then you grow up to be this person. It's like, yeah, right. Say, and say something. And, like, good
1: and, I, and I see what, what Queen T is, is saying in regards to the parents that are that indirectly forcing the kids to become something, and these kids are not knowing who and what they are, or what the reason or the purpose for why they're doing it. You know, I, I mean I get Well, them.
2: no, wait a minute. I hear you, but how about this? Here's the example of what we have today, and that is telling the kids what's going on. When the man when the parent says something, the kid turns around and says, Why? And then Instead of the action being done, the parent then says, well, because this, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other thing, and this, that, and the other thing. And then the kid says, but well, why? And then now the parent is like, "Put this, that, and the other thing, this, that, and the other thing. So now you don't had too much damn conversation about whatever there was the hell that I just told you to go damn do. You better, we got to figure this out another way. Like you need to go do the action. And then after you finish it, I'm gonna say, "Now see." Then you like that because that is going to help you. I'm telling you, because right now, the way that we did it, we look at it and we think that it was a bad way. But if we look at what's going on right now, Mm -hmm. that's an unacceptable way because people are doing it. And then now we don't, I don't want to do it. Okay. Whoa. I wish. That was one of the biggest things that I told my son. The only thing that I ever learned how to do, and I thank God for it, was doing the things that I didn't want to do and looking like I liked them. That was one of the best things that my mom, that was one of the best things that I learned growing up. You know how many people don't want to go to work every day, but have to. Mm-hmm. You can't go to work and be mad and then be miserable. Well, I guess you can, because nowadays people do go to work and just be mad and be miserable. But you do know if you working eight hours and you walk in that bitch mad, you set your whole fucking day up, bro.
1: Well, you know that's that's, I, that's, I that. that's you know now now you i
2: nah, nah, in this nah, bitch nah, nah, oh, oh, shit. I used to get mad at people because if we we know we about to work eight hours. And you come in here drag bro. Well, what's up? I'm
1: going to put it like this. I'm going to put it like this. I know Queen Chi probably understand because her husband is a is a veteran, but that little part and I know we're a little bit off topic, but that little part there when people I hear people complain about working 8 hours pisses me off because in the military during base exercise or any exercise, your ass will be working at least 12 hours, and your ass better not bitch and complain about it. So, coming out and working 8 hours, compared to 12 hours, that's a piece of cake for us, and we don't whine about it. In fact, it pisses us off when we hear somebody whining about it. I mean, Quincy, you tell me. I I know we're a little bit off, but you tell me, because to me, that sounds like folks that's that complain about eight hours of work sound like they real privileged because they think they don't have to because of their mentality. I mean, you tell.
3: Yeah, I agree. People who complain about whatever have a privileged mind in in a certain aspect because you're ungrateful. The fact that you have a job to go to is people who who would kill to have your job, who would do whatever (laughs) to have your job, and you're sitting up here with it talking about i don't want to be here then make everybody else they miserable shut up okay Oh,
1: i said for you shut the hell up (laughs) basically what she (laughs) wants to say
3: or stay home or something like especially if you are customer focused like you know you you this is voluntary like this this is not like indentured servitude or slavery like You signed your name and said you was going to come in here at these certain times and work these hours. Nobody made you show up for this. So I don't want to have to deal with your attitude. Do your job,
2: okay? But see now, that's our generation. But when you go in the store right now and you go to ask for help and they looking in the phone and then they look up from the phone like you bothering them is you at work is you looking at me wait a minute who is working in this bitch i'm lost but but it makes you go there and then you have to ask yourself is that privilege no that's not privilege that's you don't have the ethic you didn't learn something something is wrong somebody got you messed up somebody got me messed up your boss everybody. like, But, the, but that day, would be kind
1: of considered privileged because they don't want to accept responsibility or accountability. So they think they hide, hide on the hog. In other words.
2: No, they are <coughs> scared. These kids got people so shook right now that they come in completely disrespectful and then damn it, you the boss and you don't want to tell them to do no work. What is wrong with you? They're like, well, you yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. What would I know? I know a kid that will come in here and do this work. I do know that. But, like, I do know children that will come and work. They have learned how to work. Their parents have done good jobs with them. Like, they know how to stand in front. Like, you know what I can't stand? A person that stands in front of people and starts to mumble.
1: Well, I'll tell you one thing. That bothers me. Don't the grand. Mumbling. Oh, oh, mumbling? You know
2: you don't believe anything you saying when you mumbling. I just, but that could be, that could be a part of my growth. Because remember, I remember my parent, my mom made me rehearse stuff. Like there's no way in the world you saying that this, you're about to do the welcome at church and you ain't rehearsed this welcome three or four times. Oh yeah. yeah like if, yeah. If we gonna know how to come forth with the come through. And and I watch kids today and they don't have no come through. And I'd be like, oh God, Jesus. You know, but but it is a privilege if you get a chance to learn how to communicate at a younger age. It is. And it allows you to go and be well versed in a lot of different situations. And today's world, I don't want to say that they're not privileged. I just want to say that people are focused on it because you can believe that you not you not you not privileged, but you wearing three hundred dollars sneakers
0: and you live in I'm
2: the shit. but the, do you a, understand what I'm a, saying? I'm just saying like, I, and you want to say that you are not privileged, but bro, them bitches ain't them witches ain't walking by themselves like shit. And
1: they ain't wiping <laughs> your ass. that's
2: a whole man. That's like a whole. What do you mean? That's three hundred dollars. Yo, bro. And they be, and oh, they be no walking around like like people are struggling right now, and I'm thinking, are you really struggling? Like your kid you got on three hundred dollars sneakers, like you you keeping up with Jonesy and didn't forget, you know? So is that privilege though? The problem becomes when you think that you're privileged, and now you think your shit don't stay. And, That's and when uh, your privilege becomes a problem.
0: When and, we and can't I talk
2: the color of you, right? That's where the problem comes. in. It's not so much about being able to give your children the best, because as parents, you want to set your kids up with the best. Like, if you give it to them, the earlier you give it to them, the better they will be in development of ev- of everything. That like they say that.
1: Okay, but, now you see it as parents, parents want to give their kids the best. Now, is it the best to give them everything or is it the best to give them some things, but not everything? So that way they learn life really lessons, so they don't have or develop that mentality that you mentioned before. I mean, Quincy, you tell me.
3: I think it's a, it's a ebb and flow. I think that We as parents, we want to expose our kids to the best. We want them to have the best that we can offer so they know that they are worthy of the best, right? But we don't want them to think that stuff fall out the sky either. Like, you know, like I have a problem. I'm about to to go there for a second. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, parents tell their kids about (laughs) Santa Claus and all that other stuff. Listen, my kids. We had no Santa Claus. I worked hard, okay. I stood them long lines, okay. Some stuff sometimes had to go on layaway payment plan. You better know that ain't some that dude that not even got no chimney. Ain't no dude come up in here and
0: bring
3: <laughs> nothing, okay? Nothing. We paid for this. You welcome. Okay, you
2: welcome. Y'all better cut it out. She ain't okay? lying though.
3: I got them teeth in a bowl, okay? (laughs) Here's all your money under the pillow.
2: I did that. That was me. (laughs) But do you I I believe truly, I believe the reason why you're just too funny. (laughs) But that is the truth. No, that is the truth. But I'll be honest. I believe in Santa Claus still to this day, okay? God bless you. My dad told me my my dad told me that (laughs) as long when you when you stop believing in Santa he might stop bringing you shit so understand like I said I still get a present under the tree from Santa Claus to this day and that that's like a running joke with my family because the day that I found out I was devastated because I was that kid but I had an older I I was the oldest so I actually had to hold this because I didn't want my brother to like mess you know what I mean I didn't want to take his take his little sting away but when I hear people talk about the fact that they never had a chimney, how the hell are we going to get this credit to this white man? Y'all don't know that white man from the ad. Let me tell you something.
1: We were all for that. And, 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 and where like, was his ass throughout the year when you trying to play? Wait, when you was
2: trying to do all this, right? Santa Claus ain't did this. <laughs> and then it's like I didn't realize how big it was until I listened to three children I was in the front seat, and it was two kids, like I want to say maybe like seven, six, and like four. Well, this four-year-old was letting them know it was about to be Christmas, and them kids was trying to tell him that it don't happen like that, and mommy don't do that, and daddy don't do that. He looked at me, and he said, but I want to believe in Santa Claus, and it hit me right then. I said, the only reason why they've ever done this to our children, the only reason why they've ever set us up like that is because the day that somebody tell you that you can't believe in Jesus, I looked at that little boy, and I said, baby, if you want to believe in Santa Claus, you better go ahead and believe in Santa Claus. And I'd be damned if your brothers don't tell you nothing else. Because the same way you believe in Jesus, you can believe in Santa Claus. And he did. He said it. He said, I want to believe in Santa Claus. Just like I believe in Jesus. Mm. And I thought about it and I said, but what we have done is all of that truth has taken us further and further and further and further and further, and further away from just believing in the simple thing." You know, like something good is going to happen. I don't know how. I don't know when. But something good is going to happen. And even from the tooth fairy. I I lost my tooth. This is a painful thing. I'm going to go to bed. But when I wake up, what is going to happen? Not only gonna am that, I going to get paid, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> get paid for my pain. From your mom. Do, you do you understand? From
1: your mama. <laughs> I'm but from always, your mama. Match,
2: baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to write a nice little letter <laughs> and everything. That used to be so funny. I used to be like, so y'all for real. Like my parents used to go all in, like they would we would make cookies for Santa. And then once I found out that Santa wasn't real, I'm thinking, why the fuck we gotta make cookies? Who is eating these cookies? You mom? Like. You eating cookies and you making me, and then I. So as I got older, it got harder for me because I was like, then they writing letters talking about thanks for this thanks for the thanks for the cookies, kids. Hey,
3: I'm like, oh it y'all. The the imagine light. if your parents would have turned all that energy into family traditions instead of focusing on Santa. But instead, y'all making cookies for the families is something that y'all do together as an experience. Right. Y'all eat the cookies together. Or your tooth fell out. That's all right, baby. I got you. When you wake up in the morning, mom gonna have some good for you. I need you to, Like, it could be spent a different way. That does not take away from the joy, from the imagination of it, from the family time of it. But lying to your kids. And when you do find out, you'll be pissed off. Because it's You'd usually some other child who know the truth, who tell your dumb behind, you know, you out oh, here looking stupid in the streets,
2: yeah. and like, it is at 10 o'clock, it's not. That's what they did, they really did, they really made him sound like he, they, like, I was sitting there like, oh my God, is this what we really are doing to our children? Like, like, uh, but then I asked my mom one day, I said, well, mom, okay, I get everything else. But what's up with the Easter eggs, though? Like, look, I wanted to ask. I'm like, what's up with the Easter eggs? Explain that one. She was like, the new birth. It's an egg. I said, the new birth. And then I said, Damn, you just set up all the way through life. Like, you set us up all the (laughs) way. But I did not know. I never even knew. Like I said, my first encounter with real Black folks, I was 17 years old and I was in college. And my teacher told us about the western educational system. Mm-hmm. I never even knew that there was an Eastern one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I found this out at bit, like so all of my all of my learning mm-hmm. of black culture and everything and where we really came from and all that. I started that at like 18. Oh. Because I used to call my mom like mom, Dr. Kenyatta said, and she's like, well who is Dr. Kenyatta? Because I guess she figured in her life. All she wanted to try to do was set me up so that I would never have to know any of that. But that was the scariest and the worst thing that you would ever want to do to somebody because you didn't tell a major piece of this. Like, so it was, I mean, like, and I love Dr. Kenyatta and Dr. Kenyatta ended up loving me because he realized like me wearing blonde hair wasn't something that I was guilty of. Gaping them because I didn't know anything about the them and the, and the us. Like, I didn't know. I just thought that I did it better than any white lady I ever met. So that's why I did it. Like, I swear to God, like, that, when he asked me, like, he put me on the stage and was like, So tell us, why do you wear blonde hair, blue eyes? Da, da, da. I'm thinking, well, sure, because I, I like the way it looked and I never changed it. And now I'm the blonde hair, blue eye Jesus that people lie to you about okay, and Doc used to be like, you know what, and he never let me, he never made me change it, I was able to do, but I got like scripted as Malcolm X, in one of his stage plays, and I just tied my hair up, and I did my whole Sister Soldier act, and everything, everybody was like, wow, that was awesome, blonde head, blue eye, the whole night, but I never saw it like that, You know what I mean? But my neighbors also burned crosses. Got me? So rise. So because of the fact that my neighbors were over there on some white shit, my mom was determined. That's why no matter what room you was in, you took over. It didn't matter who they were. There's no such thing as you can't do it because you're black and they're white. You can do it better than they can. You, you, You know what I'm saying? So on that note, I got a lot of power on it but then when you sit in black circles i couldn't say nothing because they were talking about the eastern and what it was and how it was when it started and i'm thinking i don't know so So it was a piece of my heritage that wasn't there within that privilege so how
1: can how can that be a change how y'all ladies what you all think on the idea of how privileged kids how we can change that? That understanding, the the or the teaching or things of that nature, especially for those that's listening um, that may have thought about it but afraid to talk about it, because you know that's what we all about real and raw discussion. You know, hey, like Bernie Mac say, and I love the brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you all think? How can we flip it or how, as a people, not just in the black culture, but in society, to be able to flip it where these kids are exposed, but they're not privileged in the way where it mentally, like Queen Chi was saying, where they become, I'm going to say, a brat like Trump, because then when they get older, it becomes a problem. And you miss Donald Trump. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, hey, I call it like it is. I mean, he he want to be in the news so much. Then yeah, I use him for an example. If he wants to be in the news that much, because he's I don't Do you it. know that Donald
2: Trump is only on certain news? Oh yeah, I know. He's only on that CNN, NBC, and MSNBC, and all them other NBCs.
1: Yeah. He's but, on them news. But he does enough attention that's my whole thing and for the things that he said is an example of what parents in my opinion are doing but mostly not doing if you understand what i mean for us to have a problem like we do for a grown old ass man and if we have more kids having that mentality when they get older what type of generation are we going to have or leave them in the future
2: all that shit's over with the queen is dead i'm sorry kill all the noise she's dead she's in the she's she's buried now they they didn't put her up on on wherever she's sitting that's over all of that privilege shit is about to change all we got to do is start telling the truth because the lie is now over Y'all do understand that the reason that America is the way that they are and all of that is because we lost to England. Like that was the fight. And so then we put that monarch up there. She is dead. We have every right to change everything by telling the truth and living out our truth. Before what you, you know it, their numbers have already changed. We already like, it's, what is it call The browning of America. Mm-hmm. The browning of America is going to change it. So then we as parents, just need to, I believe, tell the truth.
1: What'd you say, Queen Chief?
3: Um, I agree that we need to tell the truth. I need to think that we need to prepare our kids with. Let me go back. There is nothing wrong with privilege, right? Privilege in itself, that that's not an issue. The issue is privilege without understanding responsibility that comes with privilege right there is a responsibility to take care of your fellow person
1: with your
3: privilege right Mm -hmm. and so we are all connected we are actually all one right right that's not taught that's not um the narrative that is given so it's more of the older generation is uh, it's just me and my house you know, me and we, long as long we good, I don't care about what's going on over there. That's their business. That's their responsibility. But we have these same people who are sitting on boards of nonprofits, who are sitting on, you know, executive positions of companies and making rules and regulations that affect the mass populace. And they have no idea about how to really help these people because they have never, talk to these people for real they've never took the time to understand what the actual situation trauma need is and so they're coming up with rules and regulations for for example to get this money for you know grants and contracts and all these different things supposedly um for low income or um minority owned businesses and you know, houses for minority people with Bank of America, that's a new thing. But when you go to apply for these things, the things that you still, that you would need to qualify
2: regularly,
3: you still don't qualify because they got some of the same damn rules that make you not be able to qualify for the mainstream stuff. So it's like, who who wrote this? Mm-hmm. Who did this? Why? Why you do this? Because you know damn well Low-income people ain't got no $25,000 saved up to buy no damn house. Or else they would have bought a damn house already. <laughs> like, make it make sense, right? So you still got to jump through all these poops to get the stuff that they're saying. They made specifically for you, but you still don't qualify because the people who are making the rules, who are implementing the policies, are privileged and they are thinking from their perspective and they don't have to deal with any of these things based on the rules of it like congress and the senate and the judicial system you know we have the the, um primaries coming up in november y'all better get y'all butt out there and vote because that's really who make the rules and the laws Forget the Senate. Forget the Congress. Forget the President. Them is like, you know, stooge people. It is these judges. It is these city. I mean, it is these governors and these mayors. Like, you need... That's your focus. Not them four years. Okay? That's a puppet. That's a figurehead. You better vote for your governor, your mayor, your your um councilman. Okay? That's governing your city, Your your suburb, your whatever. Yep. Then the people who make the laws that really affect you and your family, the school systems, all of that. So these people are privileged.
1: Well, she riled up, look at her.
3: They don't know. And they ain't trying to find out because the people don't make them find out.
1: Now, you well, say make them. The the right. yeah. You said make them, but it's still a choice if they want to go out. So I look at it as they choose like a point like a misunderstood say that they choose to stay in the dark. They don't want to come out the light. And and what you were saying brought to mind was why and it reconfirmed what I've always thought. Why vote for a person that has never lived in the hood, that have never struggled, never lived on government uh, uh, benefits or anything of that nature, and then turn around and expect them to understand what you're going through when they've never been through because they have been privileged. That's what came to mind when you were talking and I was listening and I'm like, she just verified what I've been saying. I, that sounds so stupid and so ignorant. Why would you vote for somebody that's never struggled like you? Because he can't relate. That's why I look at it in the same sense as anyone that runs for political office should all have to serve in the military. Because how in the hell are you going to be my in chief? And your ass ain't never been in combat. You ain't never had to scrub toilets or scrub the floors or, or things of that nature. So, that really kind of hit home for me, as far as the stamp of approval from hearing that. So I want to say thanks, because you know, usually I'm when I say or think something, people look at me kind of all sideways and shit and be like, this dude is off his fucking rocker. What the hell? But if oh. you know, if somebody else is saying the same thing and thinking the same way, I'm like, okay, well, it ain't me. You know, and and that's why in the trenches is what it is now because we're saying what everybody's thinking but afraid to say.
3: Yeah. I just
1: want to tell you, thank you.
3: So, like I said, privilege is not, privilege in itself is not an issue, but I think that if you, if you come from money, you come from wealth, you have or you, you know, you have built up this experience to where you give your child different experiences to make sure that they're prepared to be a global citizen. That you also need to make sure that they prepared to touch the needs of others, so they need to volunteer, they need to do missions, they need to go out and experience the actual world, not the protected world, not the glamorous world, but the real world with real people so they're not naive to think that everyone has been afforded the same privileges um, and experiences that they have and when we do that that opens up number one gratitude the fact that i get to have this opportunity to be able to live like this but also opens up compassion because i understand that there's no difference between you and i other than my mama was this way And your mama wasn't, you know? That's it. And so I could have, I could have been you. I wasn't, but I could have been. And so I don't get to look down on you or pretend like you don't exist because you don't fit in the mold and bubble of what I think, you know, your life experience should be when you have not been afforded the same opportunities that I have. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times with privileged people, they're looking like, well, I pulled myself from from my bootstraps. Well, did you really though? You grew up in the Hamptons. What bootstraps did you Uh, pull yourself up from? I got
1: got one for you. Well, I grew up hard and I was broke. Only thing my daddy gave me was a million dollars.
3: Right. (laughs) You know, it's just... uh, I understand how hard knock life that was, right? I didn't even have no daddy. How about that? My daddy ain't never gave me nothing. Okay.
1: My life was firm to make sure that
2: I was born. <laughs> a mess.
1: He just well, made sure he shook question. it off right. That's all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm ill. laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my God. Only in the trenches. Only in the trenches. That's all I can say. But you said something. So are there other people running? The people that put them the people that came from nothing?
0: Or
1: are they somewhere else? Most of most if you really look at it, mostly everyone that's running is is all on some level as being privileged in the way where it's not the same type of privilege like us grew up in inner cities and went to an inner, inner city school uh had a situation where you see your your parents or, or one of your parents struggling trying to survive to to provide and do better most of them if you see them that's in office have never seen or experienced that no that's why i was saying so
2: the people that have experienced it are they on the ballot? Are they trying to be out there?
1: Because they yeah, they're song- they have
3: run for office, but it's a marketing, it's a yeah. marketing trick, right? A- so whoever the got thing. the money, the backing, yeah. that's who get the airtime, that's who get the commercials, exactly. that's who get the people who are, you know, being the foot soldiers for them. If you are grassroots and you don't got nobody to support you, nobody know you, and you're talking about, you know, I'm for the people. The people don't
1: like for the people, for real, if we honest. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. The that's what I'm that's true. don't the people.
2: That's why I was like, you have no choice but to vote for who is on the ballot. And then it's like, so if you didn't make it to the ballot, you know what I mean? It's like, we're, is it the privileged person's fault because we didn't make it to the ballot? Or should they realize that they don't know, but that's why they're running? So then what they do is they put a lot of those different types of people in their cabinet so that they can have that conversation going on within them, because unfortunately they don't have it. You know, the one who is coming from that life, everything does not have the campaign money to run and get on the ballot and then get the vote and then win the vote, you know? So it's like, it's really, it, you, you always have a good one and a bad one. And then you might have, like, the mediocre one. But we have so many people that don't even care enough to go vote. We that's lose true. because we don't show up. Yeah, not so much who's on the ballot and who's not. We lose because of the people that just have given up. They have, whether you're privileged or hood or whatever, there's a defeat in it where it's like, okay, we already lost. Like, well, so I don't need to show up.
0: I don't need to vote. And
2: then you look and you see these people that are there and then they're handing down these laws and you're like, did they even ask anybody? You know what I mean? Like you didn't even look outside the community to see what the community needed. You just went on along with whatever this was. And it's like, but whose fault is that? It ends up becoming our fault because elected officials are exactly that, elected. So, therefore, they can be sent home with an election, you know, by losing an election. But then again, I asked the question, you know, who is the person that is stepping up? Or does that person have to come with an organization? You know, maybe that's what it is. They need to pair it's, with an organization yeah, they for need the to back
1: end. That's what it is. They, they, it. They, and they, then they go. I mean that's right. that's what it is is they need to pair with an the organization, they need to get the endorsement of the organization. <coughs> they need to be out there kissing the baby, whether the baby is pretty or ugly, they need to be doing that. You know, they they, they but well that's what them
2: fools is out there doing, that's why they're getting them damn votes because they out there kissing babies and doing all the other dumb shit. But they got the money, though. money.
1: Yeah, and 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 she's right, that's where they have the money. So I give you an example, um, at an event at in Huntsville, Texas. It's called the Hearts Veteran Museum, and they have uh, annual. They call a Mustard Festival, and while I was out there uh, signing, uh, doing autograph signing of my book, I came across a candidate from District 18, and even talking with her as a concerned mother and a business owner, you know. Like she explained to me, she was like, you know, I don't care about the Republicans. I don't care about the Democrats, but I had to pick a side because there's so many Republicans that are male and I would have gotten voted out. So I had to go to the other side. Even with that information, she was also explaining that it's only she's only accepted, not accepted, received. In donations from individuals like say you or myself and what have you only 25k but no big endorsement wants to come in to help her and to help her create a bigger team that she can put on payroll that's the problem why but 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 she wants to change but she wants to change how the education system is here in the united states you know certain things And I can hear the passion in her voice, you know, and she even wants to do something or have something to create to stop racism because her kids are biracial because she's white and her husband is black. And they get tormented when they were going to school because who they were, which causes confusion with the kids not knowing they're not black enough or they're not white enough. You know, that type. So she does not have those big endorsements because, one, she's a female. That's one. Two, people are traditionally going to the party like the Republicans because they see they have more money. It's just like most people, most blacks will go to the army because the army has a bigger budget. But yet, if they really did the research, they could have gone in a different branch and had a better job, a better position. But because of, that's all they see put in their face is the army that's all that they focus on and they in a tunnel vision like you know like Queen she was saying. So that's the example that I can hard concrete example and I can give what Queen she was talking about and, and you as well.
3: Yeah, because I'm an independent and the independents be talking about making these changes. They be having, you know, good campaigns, but they don't have the funding or the backing. So yeah. they they don't got no millions of dollars to run no stupid commercial, trashing the other people about all this stuff. Like, I don't, but the other part of it is it's not just their fault because we sit up here and watch it not we as in me i don't but the grand society buys into this (laughs) the society buys into this so they're watching these smear campaigns they don't do research they don't understand like what the platform is the person is actually running under Mm. Like they don't know the character of the person. They're just looking at what does they're putting in front of them saying, look at this. This is great, right? It's like
1: Tom ta- T Cruz.
3: Family-wise, <laughs> generations, we're Republican. Generations over here, we're Democrats. It don't and matter. Don't right. It don't matter what it is. You just vote Republican down yeah. the alley. You just vote Democrat down the ballot, you ain't never read these names. You don't know who they are. You don't know mm-hmm. what they do or nothing. As long as you put the D or the R. And Literally. we have a dumb society.
2: Enough. We used to make a phone call, but I, all right, mom, um, it's, it's time to vote. Who we vote for? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who? Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Bye never knew anything about anything about anything and now it's a shame because you're watching it happen but at least we went through the motion of at least voting i went into the voting booth was it last year i had the people in there cracking up now see i've always lived in the county so because i've lived in the county it's always been different philadelphia is like a whole different county so you vote for the mayor and all that kind of stuff like in the in the little county you don't vote for that you vote for the governor and you know your little state reps and all that but so this is my first year in like the big Philadelphia election but when I got down there and first realized that the whole damn system was like that first and foremost we fucking up because if you can't read you can't vote simple as that shit if you can't read, you can't vote because the book that I had to read to figure out what the fuck was going on. I was in there like, you gotta be kidding me. What the fuck is this? The man was like, just, just, just vote. Just vote. You gotta read the whole damn paragraph. Yo, I was in there cracking up. And then I thought about it and I said, wow, but I'm a whole educated, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm. What if you just came off, you know, you're trying to get your little vote back in the day. You can hit the little all oh, Democrat, all oh, something, and all the lights and just, you know, at least you could cast it a vote. This thing literally had me reading. i like, and then you got to know how to do it, because now we got new machines. So you got to feed it in, and it's like a blank sheet of paper. Like, so we was feed, you feed the blank sheet of paper. You can't even check your answers. I was like, what is this? I came out of there like, whew, I don't want to do that again. Like this, the lady was like, where are you from? And I'm saying to myself, like y'all are used to this, but God forbid, you know, you're new. This It was very, very intimidating. Very, very like I'm, I'm used to voting in the county. The county vote was so easy. Man, they have all these little roles, and and then this, and then this addendum to this. And I'm like, if the person is not reading all of this, how are you getting a real vote out of anybody? And that's the problem. I think they put more work on you. Because at the end of the day, if we can make the choice not to do it, that's automatically a vote for the other side. Yeah. And that's what it seems like they're doing. We got a dumb
3: society.
1: Yeah, I, but I, do I you understand, understand? But that. but how but how did the dumbest uh society? I mean school you know, back to privilege.
2: School, right? That western civilization of
0: school. school. <laughs> Teaching
2: you half-ass stuff, and then you have a whole what was that eight years of that no child left behind. That no child left behind killed half of them. Okay, yeah. y'all, y'all trying yeah. to figure out what's wrong with these kids now? And y'all trying to figure it out. The yeah, children that you see, their parents are the no left behind children.
1: Yeah, like full like, of these kids mean? are suffering. Like so, now. before you, Push before you go
2: jump on them kids, like before you go jump on them kids, understand that the children that you see today, their parents are the no left behind children. Which mm-hmm. means that probably no one in the house can read over a fifth grade level, unfortunately. And I mean, and I and I don't mean to say that like in a bad way. But that's the reality of the way, especially coming in the Philadelphia area. I definitely know for a fact you can start testing people. People are out here reading on a fourth, fifth grade level, but, you know, they got got jobs.
1: I have something. I have something. And and, and I I know we're going to get ready to to close, but check this out. Listen to this. Based on what you're saying, have you ever thought, and Quincy, I'm sure this will probably hit you because who you're married to. If the education system has gotten that bad, right? They cannot read, they're not uh, comprehending correctly and things of that nature. Who in the hell is gonna protect the country? bruh yeah, you just you told cannot. us that
2: can't 12. you just said y'all gotta work 12 <laughs> and we said they can't even work eight so i was already asking that
1: question i'm but, thinking what but, shit? but, but check to it 10? out even <laughs> if you but you still have what they call in certain branches like in air force we were taught what they call a technical order. it tells you step by step all the way to the size of bolts if you're working on something, how long the bolt, how, what tools you use, step-by-step step on how to do something to repair a plane or anything of that nature. If these kids can't do it now, who's going to protect, that's why I said, who's going to protect the country? Because they can't comprehend enough to be able to work on these government toys that people want to use to protect the country. And a comprehension skill is the toilet?
3: But isn't that the agenda, though? <laughs> so here's my here's my thing with that. Look, at it,
1: look at I got it up. I got it going.
3: <laughs> the powers that be are so focused on money, capitalism, mm-hmm. robbing its people, and keeping this class society that they don't care about protecting the country. Because if they did, we would not be so far behind in education and innovation and resources. We still have this narrative, but only Americans believe it that we are the number one in the world. That is People true. People who live outside of this country know we are
1: not, not the major. truth. Yeah. Not that's even true.
3: In the top the 50, okay? Like we said over here, but Americans, they, we, woo, can't okay, nobody H. tell them that America not great,
2: okay? And that we best? not the best. The best at what? Running
1: your the mouth. best at what?
2: Breaking rules. Breaking rules. Making different things happen. Like, this is what America is used to. Just like the, the whole uh, Brittany Gaynor thing. The, the, the basketball lady. You know, it's like, it's a shame that you have to become that, like a, a stereotype of that or the poster child. But you are America right now. You done came over here. You done said the hell with our rules. You y'all lackadaisical over there, and what y'all doing in y'all world? Now you gonna bring your lackadaisical over here, and then expect us to accept it? Because right. that's just what y'all do. Y'all tap people on their wrist and be like, ah, it's okay. You play basketball. You know, mm-hmm. we we have this celebrity type of status. If right. you can get a lot of, if you can get a lot of clicks and likes, we can get you out of jail. You know what I mean? Like you ain't gotta do the time if they like you. You know, if politically, if the public is behind you, then they they got judges that's rewriting sentences because the people are backing you on, fish, on Facebook and TikTok. You know, these other people in this world, they're looking at us like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like even Africans, like when Africans used to come to America, Africans thought that when they were coming to America, this was it. They had made it. When Africans got to America and seen how raggedy Black folk was, they were almost offended. If you talk to anybody, you can you can hear it in their mouth. You can hear it in the disappointment because it's like this is something that even if they do still believe that stigma of what we're saying in America, step foot on the soil and watch the compromise begin. Watch the you know the inefficient just, and it's okay, and then we make excuses for your inefficiency, like, that's what America does, like, it, it seems like, and then if something does go wrong, we just want to blame somebody, then once we get the blame out, you know what I mean, we can keep going, it's like, it's not America, no more, it was just Chi Chi's problem, Queen Chi did it, it was, she, if she did it, it was her thing, she motivated the people, even to the point where, I know you don't like Donald Trump.
0: But yeah, he does it all the time. What, he's famous I, for that.
2: But look, what we are doing right now to Donald Trump by saying that what happened on this day is all him instead of just saying that America has been that wrong for so many years and now they're, they're, watching, their, they're watching their whole entire history go up in flames. Whether one person stands on the podium and tells them that we are under attack or not, they are seeing it because their children... Shit, you just said it yourself. You they seen it because they're coming into the Christmas and they got black grandbabies. Mm-hmm. You got good old boys they got black grandbabies. They got stories about talking about going to Africa and written that. You ain't go to nobody Africa and adopt no kids. That's your grandbaby. Mm-hmm. She, your daughter, had that baby. She met him. She, you know what I mean? But then it's like, oh my God. It's so it, it's happening. And it's happening, and now, like I said, but I think everything's gonna change. Keep praying about it because the queen is dead. And the queen had a lot of, like, that that monarch, what was that, 70 plus years? Mm-hmm. Think about, that is America. And we've taken the less than role because we did not win that war, mm-hmm. do you understand? So within all of that, then you had the system that were put in place to continue the line. But now it's time to rewrite all of it. We have we have the opportunity. See that's the blessing of you know how it says like these are the ends these are the ends of time. Mm-hmm. and we're watching it. Like we started this, we started this call today laughing and joking about how the trees in Texas are, are done with it. It gets so hot that they run that they get bare. So therefore, we don't have four seasons anymore. You know what I mean? So all of the things that we are seeing from the from the famine, the everything, the brothers and sisters fighting and everything, false prophet, we're seeing it. But what people are starting to realize is, or I should say they should start to pay attention to, that it's not going to be the end of the world that we live in, but it will be the end of that time you know what I mean? Time to do it again. Don't say that you ain't gonna live the next day. You know that's why I always tell I always tell people be careful when you be talking about you just sitting in church waiting on Jesus because it's like you know there's work to be done. <laughs> like Jesus, don't just be sitting in church waiting on Jesus. Like wait, do you want me to come back now? Cause you damn sure I did no work. So don't 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 call him right away. Like. Like, get in the mule, grab a mule, do something. <laughs> Jesus, don't just be waiting. Because they and they hold tight on, oh, well, you know, God is going to do a marvelous work. No, honey, you're going to do this marvelous work. And we need to start this work now, because that is what it looks like to me. So I'm thinking, you know, all within how we think that life is is, it's going to change. And it's, going to, and it's going to change because it says it scripturally. Now we waiting on the end. And like I you to tell me, even when the rapture comes, you do know that there's going to be a whole lot of people left behind. So it is another rapture. They be like, I'm like, yeah, and you know, damn well, you don't read your Bible. You don't pray for nobody. You talk shit about people. So that means when Jesus come, he is leaving your ass where I mean, I'm just telling the truth. That's he's what he right. said. You're right. So, he said he's coming back for spot or rainbow. So wait a minute, whole oh bro, you just as raggedy as the rest of them. Where you think you going? <laughs> Shit, he gonna walk by you just like he's <laughs> by you in your church, and, and y'all still gonna be there. So get the ministry together sooner or later, right? Either before or after. You still, but it's just like. I'm watching it, I'm watching it, and that's what's really going on. Things are changing. The world is about to end. That world that we know is over, and we got every right, especially as believers, to to take the initiative right now. If you don't do nothing but lean on one person, I tell people all the time, lean on one person, especially a baby. Like Anybody underneath your waist, you should definitely be leaning on all of them. But if you see one teenager, somebody, you know, that looks like, they, ha- sometimes they have a nothingness about them, lean on them, you know, show someone that you are paying attention to the nothingness that they have got going on and watch them change. You ain't got to beat nobody up. Just tell them I'm watching, you know? So let me, th- hey, I remember when the old head said she was watching me. I was thinking, bitch, don't watch me, watch TV. You know, that's what I was thinking. But then I realized, damn, that's God putting people in your place, you know, like, cause they, we've all been called for a reason. We're here for, we're purposed for one thing. And if you don't ever figure it out, you just gonna go through emotion of doing all these other things. So it's like, sometimes I fall back on my privilege because my privilege saved me, and my privilege helped me, like, in a room full of people. It's my privilege that allows me to get to the front, because, like Queen T said, I was there. I went to that class. I did volunteer. I did candy strike the so I know what it's like to not be able to just come in and say what it is, and I need to just do what you need me to do you know, and be the helper that I'm supposed to be. That hostess with the mooses. You know, we were those kids. I was a hostess with the mooses. I will give you the shirt off my back. These kids today, they don't know nothing about the hostess with the Moses They looking at you yeah. like, well, what would you want me to do? Gotcha. And I think Is that
3: the that she just described <laughs> from the people coming from Africa to the way we act when we go out the country, that's why they banned y'all. Y'all couldn't go nowhere through it, COVID. They wouldn't even let you, you out. See that. Cause yeah. I don't know,
2: they how that. Parts. okay, but oh, yeah. they, that's parts. Definitely. they want no parts. They, you see that though, they cut it off real quick. Ah, uh, that's, that's the Because first Americans are privileged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we yeah. go to
3: other nations Wanting with our privilege. Like and be running amok, could be breaking all kind of rules, be tearing up stuff, be acting crazy, be demanding attitude nasty. You you, you
2: know that the like, fuck you in jail. I played.
3: Okay. But, Who got but flogged? You know
2: what? I remember the kid that got flogged. I think he was like the first kid. I think he went to like Singapore or something. Do y'all remember that? Like yeah. he went and he did something wrong and they like flogged him on that like nationally and like America was so sad like I don't mean, beat our kids and they're like he violated like yeah. I i forget that they flogged him and and it was like America was so violated but it was like forget the fact that he did the violation like I think he was like I think was- you'll
3: be violated when you held people captive and, and dehumanized them for 400 years and still they, have not still taken accountability to. in your books, in your historical accounts.
1: And they still trying to change the history to politics. wipe that out.
2: Sc- nothing at no place. And they did not ever do that. It was beyond
3: me when we I did
2: not in that in ever.
3: Virginia that they did not teach Black history. Right? During Black History Month, they learned about countries in Africa, like Ghana. Now that is a part of history, but we're talking about specifically things that happened on this land in February. These people who lived here. And I could not understand, like in Chicago, they embedded our history in us, okay? We, singing the, the um the black national anthem at mm. the beginning of school it's not just doing black history my this is this is life mm. so when we get to these other states I'm not.
2: learned it I learned it but like I said my neighbors burn crosses so it's different we learned it but it was you know we learned it like what I did do we used to go to tours where the underground Railroad were like that's that like I went to a school that had the little lofts like there were like three hiding places for slaves to come like, I went to that school. Like, I went to a Quaker school growing up. And when I, and, and that's what they showed us that they were on the abolitionist, they were a part of the abolition and the part of the the uh, Underground Railroad. And it was like, that was, that was close to my history as I, you know, as I really growing up, that was what I saw.
0: Gotcha.
2: Now, of course, you know, we had Black History Month, but we only learned about. I think you got a. You probably got two paragraphs on Martin Luther King, and then you probably got like two sentences on Malcolm X. And then they like to show you the difference between the two. You know what I mean? And then it was more so we like, Mar- we like Martin because we can conform him. Like we could. We can handle him. But we didn't like, we don't like Malcolm because we didn't know how Malcolm was going to show up. And then you hear the by any means necessary and everything. They never liked that message. That was always a scary message, especially coming from a black man. So at least Martin, they knew that they could trust him. You know what I mean? He was coming with God's word and he was coming peaceful, you know? Okay. But um,
1: oh, I just, you well, you heard y'all
2: know you all privileges.
1: Look, you y'all know are all your you all privileges. You know your privilege here. And so I want to first, first thank Queen Chi out of your very busy schedule as a business owner, as a mentor, as a coach, and all of the above. I want to thank you just to come out and just talking with us on this topic privileged kids whose fault is it in part two of sorry parents raising sorry kids hey if you're listening to us now which you are hey, listen to us on our website in the trenches.com in the trenches podcast.com and also you can find us also in all podcast platforms and also listen hey guess what The one and only Queen Chi has a website for her business. Hey, I need you to check her out. But before that, I'm going to let her tell about her podcast and what she got going on. Tell the people what you got.
3: Thank you so much again for sharing me with your audience. So listen, I have a podcast called Audacity to Rule. And it really helps women leaders, CEOs, understand that we are queens and we rule our sphere of influence, but from a place of holistically inside out, right? So as leaders, you know, we're taught, especially as black women, that we have to be strong and we have to be fierce and nobody can see you sweat. Nobody can know your struggles, right? But we do struggle. We do have problems. We do have issues and you need a safe space to be vulnerable, to be yourself, to have someone impart and pour into you. And so we talk a lot about mental health and emotional wellness and um, spiritual wholeness and just being the the highest expression of yourself and what that looks like and what it takes to get there. So you can find Audacity to Rule on all of the major podcast platforms like audible amazon music um google podcast um, apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, radio and some others that i can't think of right now all so all
1: of them she, <laughs> she is everywhere if you're listening she's everywhere so hey check her out listen to us she has a lot of food for of. For the females out there in the position that she just described and any men out there hey I would encourage you to kind of listen in as well because guess what if you understand understand both sides of the fence then you know how to handle a situation and appreciate it a little bit more hey I'm also here with Misunderstood Misunderstood you got any last quick words
2: man I could just say that Take advantage of all the opportunities that you have. But like Queen Chi said, any kind of privilege that you can give, any kind of privilege that you can receive, learn the reason why, learn the understanding of how to do it, and then learn the, learn the rules.
0: The because it's
2: important, it's, no, it's important to know the rules. Because no matter how privileged you are, you don't just want to come in and bogart. You want to use your privilege for an advantage. Don't use it as a disadvantage of taking advantage of people that are less than. But come in, use your privilege. If you can give your children the privileges, give them to them, but also give them to them with the understanding of why so that they can grow up and understand that it's a a privilege to be privileged, but it is not the end all be all because you still got to show up in your own space
1: all right well you well you heard it from misunderstood and you know from the east coast so guess what listen we're about to sign out once again this is your host josh sim and i want to thank you all for taking the time out to listen y'all could have listened to any other podcast any other show but you stopped and you started listening to us also Leave us a comment on any topic that you would like to hear us talk about that you can't even talk to your friends about or even talk to your mama about because you know how that goes. So just leave us a comment. And guess what? I just want to say thank y'all for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Peace.
0: You've been listening to In the Trenches real, raw, plain speak without all the political correctness. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, reach out to TS&F Consultant and Management on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So long for now from In the Trenches.